From the LiveX studios in New York City, Cheesehead TV brings you two guys who like to think they know something about football! Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to Packer Transplants Live. I am Aaron Nagler, and joining me, as always, is Mr. Corey Banky, my partner here at Cheesehead TV. I am coming to you live from New York City at the Live X Studios in Midtown Manhattan. Corey joins us live from Green Bay, Wisconsin, across the street from Lambeau Field, and we are ready to talk some Packers. What do we have on tap today, Corey? Today, we'll look ahead to the divisional round matchup with the Los Angeles Rams. But right now, we welcome to the show a four-time first-team All-Pro, a member of the 1990s All-Decade team, a member of the Green Bay Packers Hall of Fame, a man who should have been in the Pro Hall of Fame years ago, and current finalist for that honor, a Super Bowl champion and inventor of the Lambeau Leap, Mr. Mr. Leroy Butler! Woo! Butler, Woo! what is going on? Oh, hey, what's, what's up, sir? Good, good. good. Corey, Corey, that was very good. good. That was good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Every, every bit of it. Every bit of it. Like that, was, that actually doesn't do you justice, sir. Come on. No, it doesn't, yeah. sir. No, no, that's it. underselling it, if anything. <laughs> oh well. First of all, we can't. We got to start by saying congrats. Congrats on being a finalist, second year in the row, Pro Football Hall of Fame. As Corey intimated in that intro, long overdue. Should have happened a long time ago. But I'm so thrilled that you are going to be at least presented. You'll be, your case will be made in the room. Are you going to do anything differently this year? I mean, I know there's a bit of a yeah, a route that you have to take as far as like they put you in the hotel and they, they you get wait for the knock on the door you don't get the knock on the door is it different this year because of coronavirus like what what is the process going to be like uh this time around yeah it, it is, is very, very different, different this particular year, year. um i think they're gonna have i think they, they may deliberate, deliberate on the 19th, 19th and then guys will know if, if you, you can get, get in they're going to invite those five, five or seven, seven guys, guys down, down to tampa, tampa. Because, because of, of ice and co because, because of COVID-19. So, so I guess, guess if you, you got anxiety, anxiety like me and you're sitting in a room waiting on a phone call or a knock, it can, it can really do stuff to your, your, your mental, mental state. Because, because you, you talk, talk to all, all the finalists, they, they all think they're, they're worthy. worthy. But guys, last year, uh, Aaron and Corey, it was, it was amazing. It really was. You know, being a finalist after so many years, Seeing, seeing all the people, people with the gold, gold jackets. jackets this year, you'll, you'll get either an email or a text saying you did it or didn't make it. But I remember getting the phone call from Mr. Baker. Baker. And, and to, to me, me, I wanted to make that phone call as easy as possible for him. He calls up. Unfortunately, you didn't make it. I say, sir, it's okay. I'll see you next year. I think he was. Ref it was refreshing to hear him say that. Because sometimes those phone calls don't go very well. So I just wanted to be a measured response. If I make it or I didn't, I was going to have the same smile. As you should, no doubt about it. Why, why do you think it took so long? Why, it, last year was your first year being a finalist. You were a trailblazing safety. You, you basically redefined the position. Why do you think it took so long? 
You know, that's a good question, and I really don't know. But I look at it like this. You have brand and you have generic. <laughs> Some names are brand name. Woodson, uh, Manning. Oh, yeah, they're in. Generic is Leroy Butler. Oh, I'm the only guy. No. First <laughs> all decade came not in the Hall of Fame. It's almost like they forgot about me. So, and I'm okay with that because generic does the same as brand, and I'm cheaper. <laughs> so, <laughs> put me in. Say we did everybody in the '90s decade team, first team, and then go from there. <laughs> I mean, I it's it. it's ridiculous. Uh, you you followed us on social media long enough. You know how we feel about it. It is patently absurd that you're not in. I'm not going to belabor the point right here. Uh, I'm just I, we're ob- obviously pulling for you. Um, l- let's talk about uh, that team that you're obviously most well known for, and that people will be talking about, deliberating over when they do make your case. The '96 champions. Um, I, first of all, I, 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 this sounds simple, but I guess uh, it's probably something that's I've wanted to know for a really long time. I get to talk to you so so rarely. Uh, what do you think? Because I said, like I said, you are a very you were a trailblazer. What do you think the biggest difference between then and now? You talk, play in safety in '96. You look at the the versatility that guys have now, which is almost a prerequisite to play the position. You kind of started that trend. What's the biggest difference between playing defense in 1996 and playing defense in 2020? I think the biggest difference is back in the 90s, it was about uh, getting interceptions and turnovers. But now you can get paid close to $20 million a year, and you don't really need a lot of interceptions. It's just that, you know, if you look at Jamal Adams, who I'm a big fan of, he got a lot of sacks but didn't get a lot of – you know, uh, turnovers or interceptions. And it seemed like to me that the interceptions normally come from the corners and the safeties are more up in the box to help stop the run because you got all these offenses like to spread you out. And then you had to do both. But if we played, and Aaron, you know this, Corey, you weren't born. (laughs) But if (laughs) if we ever played Shannon Sharp or a top tight end he was mine yes i'm covering him that was none of this no i'm and then on third down if the third receivers in the slot i cover him so i think sometimes it's like a lost art can your safety cover can he tackle not a hitter a tackler when you hit you leave your feet and a guy kind of wiggles and go around you. When you tackle, may not look pretty, but you get him on the ground. I think it's a lost art what your safeties can do. But nowadays, safeties are so important. The more they keep talking about safeties, I think that's good for me. Yes. And I think if you look at a guy like Troy Palomalo, the way he was up close to the line of scrimmage, he did both. And it's just that's what you need. Because every time the offense brings in a new guy, I'll keep my base out there. I can cover you instead of going to dime and nickel. So it makes us stop the run, and it helps us stop the pass if your safety can cover. I mean, there's no doubt that, like I said, you were at the forefront of all the versatility of the safety position. I I harp on it all the time. Uh, No one wants to listen to me, Leroy, but hopefully – 
Uh, we'll get Pete Doherty in that room uh, making that case. Have you talked to Brett lately? Speaking of the 96 team, Brett's out here throwing out videos of him working out down there in Mississippi. Uh, have you talked to Brett lately? I mean, that 96 team was so special. It's clear. It's like there's three names. It's always Reggie, it's Brett, and it's you. Yep. Those are the three guys. Those two are already in the pro football fame. You need to be in there. Obviously, Reggie has passed on, but have you talked to Brett lately? I haven't talked to Brett um, in maybe a year before the whole pandemic started. Um, but we try to, you know, reach out to each other uh, via text or online or direct message. That 96 team was a special team. Yeah, it was. And um, we lost. So in, more often we're in a group text when a Packer in the 60s that passed away. We were on one when um, obviously Forrest passed away and we lost so many Packers just last year. Yeah. And so we had to always connect. And oh, it was just a tough time for the Packers, you know, our guys of old. So we try to stay in contact because you never know, you know, when Kevin Green passed away, he was a young man. Yes. So we try to still connect with each other as much as possible um, because you never know if a guy's going through a tough time. Well, speaking of your old teammates and your old team, what about your head coach? Do you think, I mean, we're talking to you about Pro Football Hall of Fame honors. Do you think Mike should be in the hall? Because it's funny, the, he's, not, I don't want to say for, been forgotten, but his name does not get in the mix a lot when people start talking about, their, you know, they invented this new contributor uh, designation. Yeah. And I know guys have talked about him kind of on the fringe, but, I mean, he's the greatest play caller I ever saw. And he clearly has taken two teams to the Super Bowl, one at once, been in the bowl three times. It, to me, he's a no-brainer for the Hall of Fame. Why do you think he kind of gets short shrift? I think he's just like me. When they put Ron Wolf, um, Reggie White, and Brett in, they say, okay, that's enough for the 90s team. But right. Mike Hong, I just talked to him just the other day. Uh, he is one of seven coaches to take two separate franchises to the um, Super Bowl. And you're right. His play calling ability was amazing. And you think about all the MVPs that Brett got <laughs> and, you know, having a number one special teams, a number one defense. I mean, he used to be in the defensive meetings and then he was in the special team meeting. I mean, he was just everything for that franchise. And he was like Matt LaFleur. You come in, first time being a coach, head coach, coordinator, Bill Walsh won a Super Bowl, but, you know, so when you get into that locker room, you got to get the respect of your players. And he got it because he told us up front, guys, I want to win a Super Bowl and we can all make a lot of money doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody go, hey, I've never heard that before. <laughs> I love it. That was brilliant. That was brilliant. So I was bought in after that. Right. Yeah, I'm all in. Coach. I didn't hit in nothing else. I'm good. Um, okay, speaking of the 96 team, uh, watching this 2020 team, they've got a 13-3 record, first seed. Uh, who do you think takes it if the 96 team were to magically – Plop down in Lambeau Field oh this weekend. Oh dear! Here to we play go. the 2020 team, your 96 versus Rogers yeah. in the 2020. Who wins that game? 
Uh, we will win 35 to 10. Uh, <laughs> oh. Yeah, I would say Aaron three times. Nice. Uh, he go. wouldn't throw us any picks, but we'll have he'll have like 20 throwaways. <laughs> and and you know, the special teams. Now you know Desmond Howard will bring back every punt. Oh, I mean at least at least a yeah. few. Oh, right. yeah, at least for a sure. few. Right. So Plus, you know, Bakhtiari, wait, Bakhtiari's not there? Oh, Reggie White, yeah, we're putting him over there. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, so 35 to 10. 35 to 10. They don't even know, don't even tell them. You know what, I was going to (laughs) like, I guess I didn't expect you to be diplomatic about it, but yeah, I love that you went all in. I love it. Um, What do you think when you watch, what do you think when you watch this team? Uh, They're obviously exciting. They've been marching down the field on offense. Defense has come on a late part of the season. What's your take on the 2020 Packers? I'm so proud of this team because uh, Aaron and Corey, this is a pandemic. I've never played in a pandemic. They had no OTAs, no preseason. You got uh, Kurtzy came in from Cleveland, but he was banged up. You got two babies, 51 and 54, playing middle linebacker. I mean, it's just on-the-job training for these guys. And the defense after the Tampa game has been playing better than anybody. And then the offense. How do you explain going from 14th in the league at 23.8 points to a juggernaut in 2020-21? I mean, this is amazing. When you say juggernaut, you're thinking Pat Mahomes in Kansas City. But it's really Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers was amazing. And let's go back for a minute. After the Jordan Love draft, people were worried that Aaron Rodgers would like, oh, be upset. No. He's he knows it's a business. This guy's been truly amazing. And they're saying, what's going on with Aaron? Aaron, when you're good, you're good. (laughs) But I I just appreciate him. And then let's full disclosure. He probably had 10 touchdowns dropped from receivers. Yeah, true. He could have had, he'd have been on the cusp of throwing 60 touchdowns. So I'm just really proud of this team. I mean, it's just everything you want. And Matt LaFleur, but it's another guy I got to really thank. Uh, and this is the best platform. Uh, Mark Murphy, I have to give him a lot of credit. Yes. Because, guys, I'll be honest, I wasn't happy and I didn't agree with firing McCarthy in the middle of the season. I thought that what Cleveland Browns or the Jets do that kind of stuff. <laughs> Not the mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't do mm-hmm. that. But when it was done, and I was like, okay, well, who was he going to get? He went out and got a coach. I didn't see Matt LaFleur on nobody's radar. So to get him, I got to give him a high five. He made the right decision. I don't because... think there's any doubt. You look at the returns here in the early part of his career. I mean, I, I, who's to argue? You you can't even do right. it. Um, how do you him see this? How do you see this game playing out on Saturday? How do you see the Packers and the Rams kind of matching up? Well, they do say defense win championships. That's a fact. The number one defense, the Rams, if, you know, Aaron Donald was healthy, it would be a better discussion, but he's a little banged up with his ribs. I think Cooper Cup will play. He's really the straw straw that stirs the drink on that offense. But the quarterback's banged up. The Packers right now with a couple weeks rest, 
Devontae Adams. When anytime you mention his name with Sterling Sharp mm-hmm. and Don Hudson, mm-hmm. you're doing something right, even after <laughs> missing two and a half games. Four all pros, seven pro bowlers. The Packers were in great shape. And I never know this, but Aaron Rodgers never had a home field throughout and had a home field, yeah. a championship game. So it'll be good to see uh, L18 come in these elements. And <laughs> you can call me a homer or whatever you want, but it's the number one seed with the MVP quarterback. There's no other quarterback I'd rather have in these elements with Aaron Rodgers. Absolutely. No other quarterback. No yep. question about it. Um, no I, doubt. I couldn't help but notice uh, the box or the sign behind you, the Leap Vodka. Oh, yeah. I wanted to talk to yeah. you about this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this, yeah. this is impressive. Yeah. Look I at you. Roy. He's look awesome. at you. Stuff, I, I mean, love this. Good stuff here. Yeah. We can't even find good. it. It's sold out everywhere. That, well, I know. I, 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 I looked, and you can get it in Green Bay in two places, one on the east side and one on the west side, and I believe both places are sold out right now. So. Yeah, we're get, we're when are we getting some more? more? We're working with Kroger and Pick and Save to get them in over 100 stores throughout. Oh, nice. I think about a two seconds. Nice. And there's something that started, guys, with Chad Greenway, um, the former Viking. You know, in the pandemic, it was, like, tough for people, and they had to find ways to make income. And this was amazing for me because – I always wanted to be a businessman. I told Chad I would do it if I was part ownership, not just a brand ambassador. And my uncle, good friend of mine, my favorite uncle, he was like, I'll test it for you. (laughs) (laughs) You know, everybody got that one uncle that knows everything, right? Yeah. He's like, I'll test it for you. And if you go to leapspirits.com, you can also find what in your area. If you go to a store and they don't have it, say y'all need to get that thing. How can you support Leroy Butler and you don't have yep. his vodka? Because people are going to tailgate this weekend at home. Maybe 6,000 fans will be there tailgating. We want people to get my brats, my game day Nice. And we want them to get the best vodka of all time. We want people, whatever your signature drink is, let us know. If you follow them on Twitter, you can win a free jersey, free helmet. They got me signing all kinds of stuff. Yeah, Daniel Pluck. Well, I was, nice. I was going to say, uh, giving away, uh, nice. they, if you follow Leap Spirits, it's at Leap Spirits Leap for more information yep. uh, about Leroy and the vodka. Uh, they, get, they are giving away a free jersey. I love this. You, uh, if you go to leapspirits.com. <laughs> you 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 just find Leap Vodka and you can find it whatever retailer is close to you. Obviously, right now they're in Wisconsin primarily. Uh, I have little doubt it's going to take the nation by storm soon. Leroy. Well, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. Wait before you say goodbye to Leroy. Uh-huh. Leroy, yeah. I am I'm going to have to put Leap Vodka. We have a special tailgate Bloody Mary before games, so it's already Yay. going right here. It's it's going in that. Okay. So the second thing I just want to say is I just want to say, hey, Leroy, thank you so much for doing your Hall of Fame tours. I hope that when COVID comes back, okay. you know, and we're out of this COVID nonsense, that you keep doing those because I feel like you have a connection to Green Bay fans, and I I took that tour with you. I have a I have a picture of us right in front of where you did the leap. And I'm like, so pr- like, it was one of like, it was one of my best days of my life. I'm, I'm going to be straight up honest with you. Like just getting to like walk with you down the tunnel and like just how you are. And like, like you're just, you're such, I don't know. You're just a very authentic person. And every time and everybody I know around here, like really appreciates you and what you do for the fans. So I just wanted to personally say thank you. 
That's why I won my uh, Pack Hall of Fame shirt. Nice. Because I love those tours, love man. Those tours are amazing. I love it. So thank you so much, Corey. I really appreciate that. And and uh, thank you for my Cheesehead TV, too, T-shirt. Absolutely. Of course. Nice. Yeah. 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 My nephew stole it from me, Aaron. <laughs> but I, I ain't that, he got it back to me. I don't want it after you wore it. But he washed it. <laughs> well, well, we'll get. We got new. We got plenty of new we'll gear. Some we'll send you some more swag. <laughs> Definitely, you deserve it. Uh, hey, good luck um, with the Pro Football Hall of Fame. It's absurd that you're not in. Uh, you know we're rooting for you. We've made videos about how you should be in. We've done blog posts about how you should be in. We've been talking about it before everybody else was talking about it. You know we know. It's time for the world to know. Good luck with the Pro Football Hall of Fame, buddy. Thank you so much. And as soon as I get in, we'll come and do another interview. That's what sure. I'm talking about. We'll have there next we time we talk to him, he'll be Pro Football Hall of Fame member, yes. Leroy Butler. Yes. Leroy, thank you Change so much. Intro. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a great day. Anytime, guys. I love y'all platform. Y'all doing a great job. And people should follow y'all on Twitter, man. Y'all funny. <laughs> That's that's all, Tyler. We've got some young kid doing social for us. We don't, you know, we're old. We don't know what's going on. But yeah, he's pretty good. Thank you, Leroy. Have there a great night. Thank you so much. Bye bye. Here's Evans back to throw on second down. They chase him out of the pocket. It's a screen, and he sets a screen up, and it's knocked down at the 38 yard line. Fumble. Tackle. Do the Packers have the ball? Apparently they do. And they're going to give it Leroy to the Packers. Butler goes to the touchdown. Is that a touchdown or not? Well, they don't know whether to call it. Nobody wants to call anything. If, uh, the officials are going to confer. Let's see what they're going to do here. I thought he was tackled. Did he fumble or did they get a touchdown? It is a touchdown for Leroy Butler. Holy cow, and the fumble recovery. And the Packers go up 20 to nothing. Oh, what a play. I didn't even see it, Jim, but this may definitely bring back instant replay. Come on, Banky. Let's go. Leroy Butler, oh, love it, love God, it, I love it. Him. I was excited I about it all him. day. I love him he's so awesome. much. Oh, he's so, so great. He's so great. Um, he's just like the same all the time. He's I know. Like so he, cool I know. Like, I know. He's always great. Everybody, I'm sorry for the. I know at the start of the interview we had some some audio stuff going on, some echo issues. I'm really sorry about that. Uh, we got Leroy at the last minute. We were hoping to get him early so we could work on that kind of thing, but. Uh, hopefully that got fixed halfway through. Thank you so much for tuning in, and thanks to Leroy for joining us. I mean, this guy is the bomb.com, and I keep saying it. I'm going to keep saying it. Should have been in fucking years ago. And that's all I have to say about that. All right, Corey, you ready for some Packers news? Because there's apparently Let's some do it. Packers news, uh, starting with four First-team All-Pro members, Rodgers, Adams, Bakhtiari, and Lindsley, Corey Lindsley. Corey Lindsley literally took three weeks off just to let someone else have a chance, and they still couldn't beat him. And he was like, okay, fine, I'll be first-team All-Pro. That's right, four first-team All-Pro members. Clearly, the, there's a couple snubs in there we'll talk about later. Uh, but, hey, it's nice to see the Packers being recognized for having good players. And what's funny to me is, like, it's so obvious that some of this is a product of the fact that, yes, they are doing well. They have a really good team. They have a really good record. You know, most of these guys, you talk about those four guys, like Adams shouldn't have been an all-pro before this. Like Adams is playing out of his mind, but he's been this good for a while. You know, a lot of this is name recognition. A lot of this is, oh, hey, Corey Lindsley. Corey Lindsley's played at a great high level this year, but he's been this good for a while. 
But, you know, it's, it's nice to finally get a little bit of recognition for these guys. No doubt about it. Um, True story. Next up, Packers have signed Jared Valdir. You know, we uh, talked last week about the O-line shuffle, and the Packers went out and got somebody. And this is true. The first player ever who will, in the modern era, I mean, who knows what happened in the dark ages, but in the modern era, first player who will have played or at least been on the active roster or the roster for two playoff teams. He started at left tackle for the Colts last week because he was a member of the practice squad and not on their official roster. He was a call-up. That made him available after the Colts lost. This is something that is obviously here this year because of the COVID protocols. This is brand new. It's the first year it's been done. And that's basically a loophole that Gutekunst took advantage of. And I got basically that's something they'll basically close what going forward. Basically, what Nagler is saying to sum up this is Brian Gutekunst is a Jedi. Yeah, it is correct. That is one thousand percent correct. Because Gutekunst, Gutekunst he literally sounds like a Star Wars name too. That's good. That's good. I like that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't really roll off the tongue. Master. Oh, well, and Count Dooku does. Uh, kind Palpatine, of Palpatine. Palpatine rolls off the tongue. Gutekunst. Yoda rolls well, off the tongue. You've always had so, trouble with Gutekunst, so I understand. But Master Gutekunst. I still Gutekunst, have problems with it. I know. <laughs> Master Gutekunst. Master Gutekunst. Yeah, there you go. I like it. does. It doesn't sound terrible. I mean, hey. I'm down with the it. Je- I, I saw that Jared Valdez, and I was like, are you kidding me right now? Right? Are you kidding me with this move? Like, What I love it's is just that, like I love that Jared Valdez was literally on Twitter earlier this year when Bakhtiari went down in that Tampa game. He was, like, liking tweets, responding to tweets about the Packers. should call Valdez. Blah, blah, blah. Packers don't call him. And then they literally wait until it's the playoffs, and they're like, okay, yeah, we'll bring you in. (laughs) Okay. Okay, Brian. You're making money moves, man. I kind of feel like I kind of feel like it kind of goes to like when Packers. Okay, so what I'd like everybody to do that's watching the show, Mm -hmm. if you didn't leave us because it was like whatever already, uh, in the draft, which is coming up here in, uh, you know, April, three months time. April. Yeah. What I what I want everyone to remember is the Jedi that we now know as Brian Gutekunst, and we need to remember this when we are having the Dick tell us things like <laughs> you should have a take this person now or this person because clearly, okay, Brian Gutekunst operates on an entirely different spectrum from all everybody else who's part of the draft in co- industrial complex, otherwise known as the Dick around here. Um, he clearly knows more than the dick. So just put there that out there. There is zero doubt that that is correct. A billion percent correct. Do or do not. There is no try. Gutekunst just does. Um, look, I, you know I'm in a million, billion percent agreement with you. I don't want to belabor the point because we'll have plenty of time to talk about the draft after the, the Packers yeah. oh, bring true, home true. Just, another just, Lombardi just a little, trophy. Just a little uh, yeah, pre- foreshadowing, you I know what I'm foreshad- saying? Foreshadow- Ooh, foreshadowing. I like it. Um, 6,700 tickets sold in 27 minutes. That's like a Prince concert, for God's sakes. The Packers selling out in 27 minutes, according to Mark Murphy. Uh, Corey, I just because I know the chat will ask, I've been asked, like, Roughly a billion fucking times this week already, and it's only Wednesday. Are you going to the game? I really don't want to talk about it, but I'm <laughs> going to do it anyway because we got a show. Yes. So, um, well, but yeah, there's so interest. my aunt, 
so my so so yeah, the person who runs our season tickets for our family sh- showed up right at ten o'clock. Oh, the very no. diligent, but mm-hmm. they're you're supposed to show up twenty minutes before. Well, not supposed to. They don't tell you. But one of my other cousins, he was able to get some. So you know, I'm holding out hope that I can uh, that I can that I can still go. But it's not looking good, and um, you know. I'm going to be here with you, Nagler, probably We're watching for Watch you, Party. Banky. Either way, look, look, if you're in there, it's going to be awesome. You're going to have a ball. You're going to be part of a crowd that cheers on the Packers to a playoff victory. If you're not, yep. you'll be right where you're sitting right now. I'll be over there yep. on the sofa. We're going to watch the Packers win. So it's fine. And it's way. and and you know I'll I, I got I'll be in for the NFC Championship game. I have many Damn people right. I'm very jealous of who were texting me. Um, I'm not going to name any names right now. Kyle Cousineau, who um, <laughs> basically kept rubbing it in that they got tickets, and they oh. were like, oh, well, didn't you do this? And then, like, people were calling me after, telling me the process that they went through, like, like in detail of, right. like, how they got tickets and how they were number 46 or they were number 50, and it was not a very good day yesterday. <laughs> I'm just going to I'm just gonna say that. You notice I left you alone for most of the day because I was like, <sighs> I knew. I, I, I figured something was up because, like, you didn't tweet it right away. I figured... You were probably going through something, and you probably still are. So I'm gonna let. I'm gonna, we're gonna keep chugging, chugging on here. Hey, Corey, the Rams expect Aaron Donald to play. Uh, Sean McVay termed him the Terminator. Coined the the Terminator, the Terminator. You remember how they melted down the Terminator? Yeah, that'll be the Packers' yes. offensive line. So Aaron Donald expect, expected to play. Look, I, I do not for a moment want to belittle. How good Aaron Donald is. He is a generational talent. There is no doubt the Packers are going to have their hands full, regardless of his health. If he's 100%, if he's 50%, he is still a guy who can absolutely wreck the game for the Rams. So I don't mean to belittle it, but I will say Packers are going to win. So that is what it is. Uh, next up, the Packers, speaking of health, you look at you know Aaron Donald, Cooper Cup, I know, is probably going to play. They've got a quarterback with a banged-up thumb. You look at the Packers, they're as healthy as they've been all year. Uh, you look at the injury report, you would barely be able to tell a difference from – wait, I'm sorry. What's happening? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm getting a dispatch from Chicago, straight from Chicago, breaking news. The Bears are planning to keep general manager – Ryan Pace and head coach Matt Nagy for one more year. Green Bay Packers fans! Mitch Trubisky. That's, I mean, Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky. Mitch much, Trubisky. I think we can just end the show because there's, I just, you know, the Packers are going to go win a Super Bowl. The Bears are keeping their Tweedledum and Tweedledee in charge. What? This is a great day to be a Packers fan. That's all. That's all I want to say. I want to know. I want to know how much money do the Chicago Bears pay in to the media so that they can hype up their team every year. That's what I want to know. You mean the local media? You mean the Chicago media? Yeah, just like just advertising because it feels like the Bears like just get a little modicum of talent or something good happens and all of a sudden like everyone's all in on the Bears or like, oh, my God, like think about like when they got uh, when they got Graham, you know, desperate. They got Graham and it's like, oh, we're going to win the Super Bowl. And it's like, no, you're not because basically did you watch the Packers last year? Because it's funny, too, because uh, 
You know, I kind of think like every outlet that covers them is like desperate for any like some kind of uh, something to latch onto, and the fact that they're going to have to go another year with this kind of uh, duo in charge, they know they know that team. They know they're not going anywhere with that. So you know, I I was watching the Bears press conference today, and I was laughing my ass off. It was great. I mean, oh, we got to get better production out of the quarterback position. You think? You, you literally think? just <laughs> kept the guy in charge who not only <laughs> traded up to draft Mitch Trubisky, uh, but then who brought dude. Nick Foles in as competition. Yes, please keep going down that roll, Chicago. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's talk some Packers offense. Uh, let's talk about okay. this team. Okay, Corey, this is what I do because I'm a giant nerd. This is not breaking news, of course. Um, so over the bye week, I went and rewatched yes. the entire season. I watched every game, uh, the cut-ups okay. cut of every game, made notes, and if there was stuff I didn't, well, I was unsure of, then I would go watch the coaches' tape. But for the most part, I just watched the, you know, play, play, play. They call it the condensed version on Game Rewind, or now it's called Game right. Pass. Uh, and it's so obvious. When you watch the Packers on offense, the one thing that really jumped out to me was how Aaron Rodgers – and I know other people have talked about this. I know Ben Fennel put this out there. I think Zach Cruz has written about it. But it's so yep. – when you actually just watch, just play, 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 play. Aaron Rodgers has rediscovered, if, if that's a true thing, the check down. The idea that, okay, my progressions are A, B, C, not there, check it down. Whereas in years past – he was very much okay. A, B, C. Not oh, even years past. Not even I years could, past. Last year. I, right. Last well, season. A little bit. 100%. Maybe I could this show, find uh, an escape Packer, route. Blah blah blah. You yep. Know? Packer transplants 197 or whatever. We were bitching about Aaron Rodgers not being able to throw <laughs> checkdowns. Guaranteed. Yep. It's in probably 196, 197, 184, 186. So around I'm sure that it's time, in all of those. No doubt about it. Because like, and look, and as I said, all off season, all off season. That version of Aaron Rodgers is gone. He can't. He's not that guy anymore. And he needed to embrace structure. He needed to embrace the scheme. And holy cow, has he ever! Um, I and I got to ask Aaron about this very thing earlier this week. Uh, Walsh, roll it. Aaron, one of the narratives I know what a fan of narratives you are around your offense this year is the increased efficiency. You know, you go back to last year. There were a lot of games where you guys kind of stubbed your toe on offense, and this year. Been moving the ball up and down the field, going back and rewatching the season this bye week. It's really apparent how much more you have embraced the checkdown. I was wondering, was that conscious this off season? Was that something that the coaches put on you? Is that just a product of the second year in the system? Why? Why is that? Yeah, I mean, I think it's more of a product of the second year in the system, and, and actually knowing where those checkdowns were on every single play. <laughs> I think when you, whenever you come become more of an expert of the offense, that's those little things that kind of hit your brain at the last, uh, the last second, oh, check down, you know, just uh, being able to find those things a little quicker, I think has helped. I also think the other thing is just really uh, a, kind of a, a better approach to timing. And I talked about it a lot in training camp um, and throughout the season, just rededicating myself to really uh, being great on the time and getting the ball out of my hand. And sometimes that, mean get, that means get to the check down quicker. You know, the more we've had a lot more positive plays this year. Obviously, we had a low number of sacks. And, and a big part of that was me just uh, 
I think just being better through my progressions and quicker, uh, quicker to the checkdowns. So there you go. Lots more for Aaron Rodgers to one, two, three, get the ball out of his hands. And it's he's mentioned the positive plays. There's zero doubt. There's zero question. A big part of their problems last year were they got into second and long. They got into third and long because of negative plays or bad plays early in the uh, down distance. They did a great job this year of getting, staying ahead of the sticks, those positive plays that Aaron's talking about. There's a great example in that Chicago game where Aaron's going through his progressions. The protection kind of breaks down on his left side. Quick gets it to Aaron Jones. It's a third down. He throws it way behind the sticks. Aaron Jones makes three guys miss, gains 15 yards, move the chains. That is the difference this year, the biggest difference to me. Well, and I was going to say that exactly that is that I wonder that the third thing is just he knows that the check down he's going to give it to could result in something that's going to be ultimately better than what he can produce on his own. Well, yes. and I do think there's there's a there's a bridge transition for his age and for where he is with his play where it's like, hey, your job is to be a hub and spoke. Your job is not necessarily to run. And that needs to be one of the last things that you do or think about uh, when you're getting rid of the ball and I don't think he's going to say that honestly although I do appreciate uh, I do appreciate the way he answers questions now when they're not uh, yes. answer, when they're not asked by by complete moron <laughs> um, I do appreciate his candor more where he's less he seems like uh, he's taken off he knows that he's taken off this certain mask where it, it almost feels like He's he's not it's and this is not this is it's hard to like not knock someone with saying that they've gotten better at something but it just feels like he's more comfortable um uh he doesn't get as defensive about stuff, right? Totally it just agree. used to feel like if you don't ask the right thing, mm -hmm. then he it allowed him to just kind of like, oh, I'm just going to veneer your question, yep. right? Yeah, and Couldn't I'm just going to put this wall up. And hey. you can even see the way he answered your question yep. where he thought about it, he knew it was thing, and he was like, oh, yeah. And it just see, it just felt honest. And it's not to say he was dishonest before, but it's hard when you I have a wall no, to see through totally what the person's going to say. In the sense of, yeah, just and he's talked about it a lot this year. Uh, the idea that he wants to, like, he's recentered himself and all of that. Um, we do have to talk about some breaking news because we did just talk about Jared Valdir getting picked up. Uh, that was news in the Cheesehead TV news segment. And now, literally breaking while we're live, Jared Valdir is on the COVID 19 list because he has COVID. Positive test for Jared Valdir. Hmm. So don't expect Jared Valdir out of <laughs> the field. Anytime soon. He was not at practice today, which this would be explaining why. Uh, Jared Valdir, your Packers second round, uh, your second trip to the Green Bay lasted all of one day. So there you there. go. Oh, so, that was exciting. So here's hoping. I got, here's I got hoping. really excited about that. I mean, the funny part is, is they are tested literally every day, right? <sighs> every day. Every day. He was with the Colts. Now he's with the Packers. You're tested every day. I was really, so he was I was really excited about that. He was testing negative, 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 and then he got a positive test. The only king worry slash hope slash whatever is that, you know, it's not uh, being passed on to anybody there in the old Green Bay locker room. Yes. Could you imagine if Jared wow. Valdir, like, brought COVID to Green Bay? Could Jared Valdir is the Trojan horse. I don't. I don't want to think about it, Nagler. Nagler, why are you okay? Why we need to restart the show? Because we basically okay. 
No, I mean, oh, I was really, I, I'm going to be honest with you, okay? I'm going to be straight up honest with everybody right oh, now. Oh, boy, here we go. I, I was, Jared Valdir was the most excited I got for a practice squad signing this season. I'm just going <laughs> to say that. I forgot loud. to make that joke. Damn it. I was going to say, um, you know, Corey doesn't care about the practice squad, so we probably shouldn't talk about Jared Valdir. I should have gone with that instinct. There you go. Good Lord. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, where, so basically we skip where, where does Valdir where does fit, he fit because he fits into the COVID protocol. In the COVID <laughs> protocol. That's where Jared Valdir fits. Oh, we talk we about the Packers um, offense, so I know a lot of people are going to talk about Aaron Rodgers. We just did. People are going to talk about Devontae Adams versus Jalen Ramsey. That's going to be the theme all week. But yes. to me, this whole game for the Packers on offense is about Aaron Jones or should be. Now, I know I'm not Matt LaFleur. I'm not Nathaniel Hackett. I ain't Luke Getze. I sure as shit ain't Aaron Rodgers. But for me, this is a game where Aaron Jones needs to shine, needs to be featured. This is where not only in the running game but in the passing game, get the ball to him in space, let him operate, let him work. I'm not going to pretend that it's going to be easy. Clearly, we all know. The Rams have a very, very good defense, rated number one for a reason. But if there's an X factor for the Packers that can turn the tide, that can basically uh, get things loosened up where they can operate everything else, it's Aaron Jones. And, again, not just in the running game, in the passing game. Yeah, check downs. Get him involved. Check downs. Seriously, screens, check downs. Get held. I'll take him. Split out wide like they did against the Chiefs last year in that Thursday yep. night game. Motion yep. him in and like get him kind of in a bunch set, and then you run that wide receiver screen to him. I'm just saying this is a game that Aaron Jones needs to be featured in. Uh, get the ball to him as many different ways as you can, because to me, well, if you're going to make everybody else, everybody else's jobs become easier if they do that. If you're going to talk about Aaron Jones, then uh, I just want to mention uh, Will. one Will Blackman had a thing that's kind of stuck with me now who was on your show yeah. on uh, Monday night. And yep. he basically was like, he said that A.J. Dillon is, might be the, the focus. And Interesting, He right? thinks he would be the uh, the surprise thing we were. And I, th I, 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 I welcome that. I welcome that. I welcome Aaron Jones. I welcome Jamal Williams. I, I welcome A.J. Dillon. And uh, totally nothing fine. makes me more happy about – uh, rookie distraction, right? Rookies can be really good distractors from like what you're actually trying to do. So I like it. I like it. I'm all in on it. I think what's funny is that uh, I spent, I've spent basically the moment, you know, Jamal got healthy again, saying they're not going to play AJ extensively unless one of those two guys get hurt. And then Will comes on and is like, you know, oh, AJ Dillon's the secret weapon. And I'm like, okay, I'm not going to say anything, blah, blah, blah. But then someone in the chat pointed out during Packers Daily, they were like, yeah, it's the BC connection. Like, you know, the alma mater, the, 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 those, those graduates, they got to stick together. You know, it's, it, it's okay. Al alumni okay. got to pump each other up. So I think some of that might be playing into Will's bias there. But, hey, I mean, that's I'm fine. As soon as, as, happens, I see, as soon as I see, as soon as I see A.J. Dillon, I'm going to be talking about it. So, uh, you know, we'll have to get him yeah. on to talk about how he knew yeah. that was going to happen. That is correct. Um, all tests. Well, okay, guys. Uh, let's talk. Uh, I get. I get. The tests are like uh, are going to be like a thing now for the next forty-eight hours, probably. But don't forget that nothing is official. This is all being reported as far as Jared Valdir being on the COVID list. 
the Packers, the league, teams, and the NFLPA have all agreed we're not going to release the information about whether they tested positive or not. Of course, we do know through reporting that he did, but um, so nothing is an official release. That's that's what I would remind everybody here. Uh, I see a lot of people arguing about nomenclature, so I'm just going to try and put that out there. Um, let's talk about the defense, shall we, Corey? Let's talk about the Packers' okay. defense. Let's talk about, you know, Corey, it's been two weeks. Jalen Ramsey? Jalen Ramsey? No, no, no. Jalen Ramsey? Jalen Ramsey? Jalen Ramsey. I'm, I'm ready for some snacks. I'm ready for some some snacks. I, it's been two weeks, Corey. I need more snacks, and I think people can expect it. We're going to get a lot Yeah, I'm ready for snacks. snacks. I think uh, Damon Harrison is going to play. I'm surprised, though, before we places. got to defense, why I brought up Jalen Ramsey is I'm surprised you didn't put that. I, I guess you're, you're going to talk about that later, we'll but I was surprised preview, you didn't put that nugget course. in there. Yes, also, there's a, there's a little nugget we've kind of skipped over oh when boy, we talk here, about the fans is that yours truly actually broke a news story, and uh, it's not getting mentioned anywhere on the show, which I think is kind of hilarious. Well, but and not only that, not only that, yours truly broke a news story 20... 25 hours before anybody reported it. And here's not, the crazy thing. Not that you're keeping track. I actually had beat reporters. I had beat reporters go on the radio and tell people that I was wrong. <gasps> no, you saw that, didn't. right? No. Who was that? Yes. Oh, who was this? Uh, Ryan Wood. Ryan Wood literally said he's not hearing that. I don't know what he said, but that's why I put, tweeted it. Because I was like, he basically was like, I, yeah, I, I had wrong information, which clearly I did not. So I just want to point that out there, Ooh, that damn. it's funny. The, the intern, gauntlet is here's, thrown. <laughs> well, I mean, I just think it's funny Banky. when you're like. I, I, Banky. What? Okay, let's talk about this shit. We're totally off script now. It doesn't matter. Um, when you literally tweeted it, that you were hearing they were going to have less than 10,000, and you were correct. It is less than 10,000. Um, yep. I, so you tweeted that out. I was on the radio at 97.3 The Game in Milwaukee. About two hours afterwards, and they were like, is this true? Is your co-founder correct? <laughs> like, I freaking know. But what's funny is that I said on the radio, on the radio, to tens of people. No, I don't know how many people listen to them. Um, <laughs> I said, I stand by our reporting, which after the words came go. out of my mouth, I thought it was hilarious. Laughed. I did, because it was like, you reported something. Not only did you report it, you were right. I love it. I love it. Well, and it was a full, it was a long time. I was surprised by it. But here's the thing. When you live in Green Bay, and here's the thing that I want to say to, like, beat reporters. Like, it's not hard. Go out in the community. These people are out here. You know what I mean? Like, you can't, I mean, I know we got COVID and stuff, but I'm like. Corey throwing it down. It's like, I've lived here five months, and I have friends, and I've had friends for a while in Green Bay. But but still, it's like, it's not that difficult. Like, maybe don't live in De Pere, where where all the rich people live. Like, you know. Ooh, snaps bro. I like anyway. it. Um, okay, I'm, I'm gonna skip all this. Let's just get to blogosphere. It's time. Let's just let's let's go. <laughs> this week in the Packer blogosphere. That's right. It's this week in the Packer blogosphere. The return. That venerable series. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I want to tell you a story about one of, if not the greatest living Packers fan, who 
many years ago, two years ago, two summers ago. Two years ago. Two and a half years ago almost. Two and a half years ago. The summer of uh, training camp, at the end of training camp 2019, who is on a Packers player who has since blossomed and come to life and been an integral part of the Packers offense, who was basically a nobody at the time. Um, that's right. Aunt Gert, Corey's Aunt Gert, who appeared on Packer Transplants two Many plus times. years ago. She's, she's, a, a, yep. she's a friend of the show. Uh, but she yep. recently celebrated her I want 90 plus birthday. I don't, I'm not going to 96. 96 people. 96 birthday a couple days ago. I wanted to give a shout out to Aunt Gert, who Brian Gutekunst, give this woman a call. She needs to be on your scouting staff. Walsh, roll it. Well, let's see. There was one that showed up in the last game. Oh, I think it was the last game. Right. Lazard, L-A-Z-A-R-D. Yeah. He amazed, really, he amazed me with his his play. He's had a really good so camp. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's why I there are a couple others that I I'm just going to have to watch, and I don't want to just mention them just yet because I'm not so sure where they're going. You know. I love that she's like I I can't mention them holding just yet. back. She's got to like you know she's, she's got like, to. That's just valuable like, information that she's got. I mean. Shout yeah, out true. to Aunt Gert, you know. Got on she the understands the value of the was, information. <laughs> exactly. She was on the Lazard train before so many other people. Like, let me tell you who wasn't upset when the Packers didn't draft a wide receiver last April. It was Aunt Gert because she knew that Alan Lazard was, quote, amazing, to use her word. I mean, happy birthday, Aunt Gert. We love you. Uh, I, I hope we get to have Aunt Gert on at some point, maybe during the yes. Super Bowl run, maybe this off season. That would be Soon. nice. That would be Soon. nice. Has that would be happen. nice. She has my, she, uh, this is true. My favorite description of Aaron Rodgers ever. When she said, yeah, I think it was good. the first time she was ever on her show. She said, he is a man of accuracy. <laughs> you yes. can't get a better description. So you can't. You Describe can. Aaron Rodgers better uh, as far as his play on the field. I love it. Um, the other thing I wanted to touch on in, in, in blogosphere here, and I won't belabor this too much, but, Corey, it's happening. It's happening. And, I, you know, I could pull clips and I could show shit and, you know, it would be fine. we go down the rabbit hole of whatever. And we've gone long here. We're going to go long here tonight, so I won't belabor it. But I will say, it's happening, Packers fans. You're not imagining it. The national media, my co-founder Corey, likes to talk about the disrespect that the Packers have uh, nationally, the national media, how it's never quite enough. Green Bay can never quite be good enough to be the A block or the lead. Nope. They're always nope. the, uh, oh, that's so cute that they have a good team. But here God, comes so-and-so. Look at the weather. Here comes whatever. Here comes this dude. Here comes that coach. Here comes this all-star who just make the Packers just a little bit kind of, oh, you know, that's nice that they're winning. You're not imagining it. It is a very real thing. And I'm the guy <laughs> who always tries to check Corey when he says these things. I'm telling you, it is very real. It has been happening already for the last 70-plus hours in regards to this matchup with the Rams. The L.A. Rams. Don't take out that very important point. If these were the St. Louis Rams, 
this shit, the coverage nationally of this game would be very different. But because it's True. the L.A. Rams, you're seeing this framed as, Corey, you were wondering when I was going to bring him up. Ooh, Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey. The big boogeyman. Ooh, Aaron Donald coming to wreck the Packers. Guess what, folks? The Green Bay Packers are the number one seed. They've won 13 games out of the 16 that they've played. They are very, very, very good. But no one wants to talk about that. Everyone wants to talk about this team that literally lost to the 49ers twice. That lost to the Jets less than a month ago. All of a sudden, they beat the Seahawks. The fucking Seahawks. A week ago, and now they're the who, greatest who've been on the decline since the '85 well, Bears. Give and me nowhere, a break. Nowhere sums that up better than Ed Werder's tweet, where he literally is trying to make a straw man out of Devonte, saying that Jalen Ramsey is an elite cornerback. Literally super is like elite. I think super he's elite. over. Uh, he's over. He's underestimating. How do you underestimate? It's just it's it's like a. And I, I, I'm not trying to beat up on Edwarder, although yeah, like right. Edwarder, shut up. But um, <laughs> but also like like dude, Devonte, Devonte versus Jalen Ramsey. I'm sorry. It's I'm, I'm sorry. Like really, I'm all in. Really, dude, I am all in. Have you watched Devonte play the game this season? I'm all. Have you in. watched him? He <laughs> literally. There is not a single person on the field where he hasn't made them. He hasn't broken their ankles completely at least once, if not five times. There's no way that anyone in this league, including Jalen Ramsey, can check Devonte one on one. Can he? Nope. Do it with help? Sure. Can they roll coverage to him? Yep. Will they? Undoubtedly. I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that the Rams aren't good. They are very, 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 very good. But so are, so are, so are the Packers. And that's what's killing me. That's what is just like driving me insane. It's like every morning you turn on Good Morning Football or you, at the middle of the day you turn on ESPN, any of their opinion programming, and it's all oh, the big, bad Rams defense. Great. I'm all, I'm, I'm here for it. Can't wait to watch it. I'm, 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 I'm all in. Yes, they're very good. Iron sharpens iron and all that. The Packers offense, number one. Rams defense, number one. I'm here for it. I can't wait. I'm, I'm really, I just want a little bit of balance. Just a little bit. I don't even want you to like. Never going to get it. Don't toot Never the horn of the Packers. Just mention the fact that, oh, hey, they're really good too. And maybe, nope. just maybe, you know, the Packers got something, something. That's all. That's it. I don't, that's not a lot. I'm not. Corey, Corey, Corey. Am I asking for too much? Am, am I, am yeah, I too pretty much. Needy? I mean, you're asking for something you're just never going to get. It's that's just the way fair. the system works, man. I, I, it's just the system fair. is made. The that's system fair. is made to be against us. It's just how it works. Yeah, that's fair. That's 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 a good point. Um, all right, let's <laughs> let's get to some super chat. I just resigned myself to yeah. it. I'm just like, yeah. hey, let me be in my own little bubble where I just yeah. can be myself and like not worry about idiots like the national media. Oh, well, let's start with Dustin uh, in the Super Chats, who says, Leroy Butler is overdue for the Hall of Fame. That's it. That's the Super Chat. Okay. I cannot deny your police work there. You are absolutely 1 billion percent correct. Yes. True story. Without question, he, sh he is long overdue. Long overdue. Next up, we got David saying, every day Leroy Butler is in the Hall of Fame is a national travesty. I, I find no lies. I find no lies there, Banky. Hmm. I, I don't I don't know what what you say. Not seeing any. I don't see any. 
Uh, the Realist says, love what you guys do. Our Packers are more than ready. This team is on another level. Bet. Bet! I'll take that bet. Yes, correct. A thousand percent. No question about it. Next up, we got Jocelyn. Jocelyn saying, make sure Leroy and Pete have your video making a case for him. Should be all they need. Look, I, I know a lot of people. It's funny because as the Pro Football Hall of Fame process has become more and more, um, I won't say prevalent, but in the open. People know about it. People know how it works. Like, we've had lots of news stories over the years lately about you know the day how it's very long all these guys make their cases they get up and they present yeah. etc and i know pete did a a bit of a he wrote a bit of a tiktok last year about how his day went when he presented for leroy look pete is the man and you, pete's been on this show pete's been on my podcast i love pete i do not doubt for a moment that he is up to the task it is you know, the the reason Leroy didn't get in last year is not because of Pete's presentation. No. There's zero question no about way. that. No way. Pete knows what's up. Pete knows how to make that case. There are lots of incoming, you know, prejudices, biases, etc. for one player or the other. Yes. Uh, do you want to sway those people? Absolutely. But if you get two over, and I've heard Cliff Crystal talk about this, if you get, because he was the man to represent Green Bay prior to working for the Packers. If you get too passionate, if you get too "quote unquote" pumped up, like I probably am, in that video, it turns people off. It makes people yeah. think you're a cheerleader rather than a dis. Well, you're supposed to be a dispassionate observer who is presenting the merits. Which is why Pete's actually good because yes. the great thing that I like about Pete is that when you talk about the Packers with Pete, one, he's more knowledgeable about the Packers than maybe I don't Most know, anybody, but like six right. other people on earth. Right. right? Yep. But then two, he sees all the angles. Yep. And so like, that's, what's great about him. Like, I'll be like, you know, Mr. Emotional and be like <laughs> the 1962 team. And then we'll just start talking about like, he will literally be like, okay, well, you know, oh my, he's so for, good like, like that. Well, what yes. do you mean about 62 versus 67? Or what do you think about this? And I'll be like, I didn't even think about that. So yeah. I'm a moron and I needed like, just check myself. I mean, and full disclosure two was it two summers ago when we had Pete, uh, Rob Domofsky, Wes Hodquitz, um, over at your house, myself. And well, you and me, obviously, but we were there. Oh yeah, and we. Oh, you know who we were missing? You know who we were missing oh, in that God. group? Who, I wasn't going to uh, say it. Not to join us. I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> Although I got to give him props. Jason Wildey didn't show up to that, but Jason Wildey did give me props for for breaking that Packers news. So, I, you he know did what? indeed. I give it up to yeah, him. We give shout out to Wildey. He did. I like. I it. say that. I will say that is something Wildey is very good about. He gives credit where it's due. Not everybody does. Wildey does. Nope. So shout out to Wildey. Although he didn't show up that night, we had the beat over. Uh, we, we basically long-standing beat members who we've known for a very long time. We had them over to your house, and what was funny is like that was literally before he Pete was getting ready for the Press Gazette to release his. I think it was top 100. Top Packers 100 of all time. Yeah, top 100 Packers of all time. And I had a lot of beef well, with it. Well, because he had Bart. He had Bart Starr way too low. But we will. Uh, we will. Yeah, literally, we spent an hour arguing about Bart Starr, and it was not. It was not pretty. Back, back, back to Super Chats. Ken Ken says, always loved Leroy Butler. Caught him in the stands on historic first Lambo leap. What? Okay, just kidding. Don't we all wish? Good luck on the Hall of Fame in 2021. <laughs> Ken, Ken trying to pull a fast one yes, on us. we do all wish. We do all wish we were there. Uh, finally, uh, Jake in the box says, 
How would you rate impact that Rams not knowing who their quarterback is will reflect their execution on the field, one being nothing, five being significant? Thanks. I'd put it at a three, actually. I like look, look. Three. I, I do think there is I something to I was gonna say to, five, but I don't know anything. No, but like there is something to and now obviously we're not privy to what they're doing as far as practice goes, what they're doing as far as game planning, etc. But there is something to repetition. There is something to but the in football the term is banked reps, right? You've banked those reps. And you hear you hear Rogers talk about that all the time with his receivers. We've banked all these we've banked thousands of reps. Well, if it's Wolford, you've banked maybe twelve reps. You know, unless I'm if he's practicing this week, who bank. knows? And there's not a lot in the bank there. So Goff is clearly probably the guy they would prefer. Goff has not played well in the cold when he's healthy. And now he's got a banged up thumb, a thumb that has been, you know, surgically repaired a little over two weeks ago. Uh, I do think it's going to, regardless of who the quarterback is, it's going to affect the Rams' offense. That's why they're going to want to lean on Acres. They're going to run the football. But yeah, their execution for them on offense, it you know, how much it affects them goes down a little bit because of the fact that they do want to lean on that running game, and hopefully whoever your quarterback is can hand the ball off. But I don't think there's any doubt that it does play a part in how well they perform, how well they execute, and uh, I think it's going to be fun to watch McVeigh kind of walk this tightrope all week. He did it last week. I mean, even the network didn't know. And usually, like, the production team, somebody will get a tip. They'll mention, okay, we're going to start this guy, blah, blah, blah. So you have your graphics ready or whatever. They legit did not know. Fox did not know until warm-ups that that Wolfram was going to start. So I got to imagine McVay is going to play this out as long as he can this week for that same reason, just to try and keep the Packers on their toes and leave a little mystery there. I think you should look. I think there's some other super chats from before. We didn't yeah. talk Rams Packers preview, but I do want to say that, like, I I think there's something that people haven't been talking about, oh which is this Rams team. They not coming back on anybody, right? <laughs> right. They get down. That's true. They done. Yep. They done. They got nothing. That's what Jared Goff doesn't get you. That's what you know. Whoever the hell, hell else they put out there. So the running game is cute and it's nice, and having a really good defense is cute and nice in this league. But you know, we drop fourteen and you turn around and it's the fourth quarter. Fourth first quarter. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that the Packers game right now. That is very true. Okay. If we if the Packers play their game and Matt Lafleur, uh, offensive genius and mastermind that he is, and he self scouts from week four, week five, and friend of he's Jesus not going to make that mistake on those and friend of cheese at TV <laughs> and uh, actually likes these gloves. So you know, I've, I've kind of <laughs> been never wearing them more. I uh, dude, that was a sick burn. He was like, he was like, my my son had those. I was like, dude, that was great. I love <laughs> the only thing I the only thing I love being made fun of by Joey the Jaguar is being made fun of by Matt Lafleur. I think that's my one two right there. So uh, um, so you know they're not made for this. They are a good defense with a good running game and what other offense are they going to produce? So a lot of people not talking about that. And I just, I think it's hard to talk about because you're like, well, if the Packers get up, but literally I think there's only three games where the Packers weren't up pretty fast on an opponent well, and uh, that's, this season. What's funny is you Maybe mentioned four. that and Sean McVay literally mentioned that in his presser uh, yesterday. Uh, the fact that the Packers have a formula, they get up early and then their defense is allowed to pin their ears back and get after the quarterback. And that has been their MO. Uh, we've seen it week after week. So I'm with you, man. Like, 
I do think they want to run the ball. They want to use the acres in that capacity. They want to stay ahead of the sticks, as everyone likes to say. They're, they're going to have to throw it. You know at some point Goffs or whoever is going to have to make a play, but they want Akers to be the focal point for that reason because uh, the less they ask of their passing game, uh, the better off they are. But if they're down early and then you start pressing, yeah, no doubt about it. You're right. We got more Super Chats. We got John Moore saying Ramsey is great, but he gets by with a lot of PIs. All right. I don't know about a lot of PIs. He's, I mean – Let's not diminish how good Ramsey is. He's really fucking no. Good. He's good. He's, he's good. Really he's not good. as good as De- he's not. He's not good enough to overcome Devonte Adams. In my opinion, there, I would probably agree with you. But that's I, what I'm, I'm say. just saying. I don't, a lot of PIs. Like, is he physical? Sure, but so is Jair. Would you say Jair gets away True. with a lot of PIs? I wouldn't. Um, next up, we got PacFan39 saying, "I think our pass rush gets to Goff." Thoughts? I, it's exactly what we were just talking about. I do think if they get up and they can pin their ears back, yes. I tell you what, the Rams getting Whitworth back is huge for them. Uh, He missed a lot of time, almost two months, and he was back in the lineup at left tackle uh, for that Seahawks game. They took him out late, not because he was injured, just because he had been out for a number of months. The game was well in hand. Uh, He's a real talent. He's a great guy. I've met him, and I cheer for him in any other situation other than this one. But... I do think the Packers can get after Goff. The The problem is is you've got to think, you know, McVay, A, like we've been saying, is going to ride that running game. But, B, they're going to do the same thing the Packers are doing, going to do on offense. They're going to get the ball out of Goff's hand early and often. Um, you saw, yeah. we talked about the Jets game a little bit ago. You know, the Jets got after him well because they were able to hold up in coverage on the short stuff. I am interested to see. If Mike Pettin lets them press or demands that they press, plays some of that no. short stuff. They're going to get all the short they can take. You know it. But you that's my point. Like, And that's why it's it's unless they get a lead, it's hard to see the pass rush getting to Goff early and often because I do think they will play off and they'll give him some of that short stuff. So we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. Uh, finally, Steve, Leroy Butler on Cheesehead TV. Love it. Any plans to bring on more pass packers on Cheesehead TV? Who would be on your short list? Ooh, ooh, the short. List. I think we got another one. My short list right now is number one, uh, Aaron Rodgers. Oh yeah, he's not a former Packer. He's not a former Packer. He's still my number one, sir. Sorry, he's still my number Packer. one. I don't care. He's still my number one. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care what you say. He's still my number one. Okay, so um, my number one former Packer is Brett Favre. Got to yes, be. Yes, a thousand percent. I'd love not to have question. Brett on the show. Got to have Brett on the show. I'd love to. I want to. I really want to show my trader video to Brett and explain it and like set it up and see what his thoughts are on it and just be like, <laughs> what was that time like? Because I think that would be really funny and actually think he would enjoy making fun of me and mocking me yep. so I would really I look forward to that moment in time um, former Packer also love to have Gilbert Brown on I was um, literally just going to say Gilbert Brown's my number one Gilbert Brown uh, uh, after Brett Great. I got Brett and I got Gilbert I, got, I want Gilbert yeah. in the worst way that would be awesome we got to do that we got to have hey what's fun is that last year when I was doing the post game cameo we should pay for a cameo for Brett <laughs> there you go <laughs> When I was doing the post game, like, yeah, you're gonna cameo. I was doing post game shows uh, at funny. Stadium View last year. Uh, I was literally on the radio uh, live with like um, with Drew and KB, I, like some card table in the corner, and Gilbert Brown was doing some podcast on stage with this like huge 
music, noise, whatever. And I'd be like on the radio going, awesome. yeah, no, I, the Packers really were really efficient on third down today. And then Gilbert's up there going, what's up, Packers fans? Like, oh, God, what is, what is happening? Yeah, you know, you're not, you're not winning in that battle. No, correct. You're, you're correct. losing. Overshadow I think, uh, Sean. I think there's another. Overshadow yeah, Sean, overshadow, thank yeah. you for the super chat. Hell, go, Pack, go. You can't, you can't deny that. Um, what else we got? We got Eric. Thank you for the super chat. I want to see Quadzilla run over Donald. We are all here for AJ Dillon. Oh, that would no be nice. About that. that would be nice. The bearded Burton. I would enjoy that. Bearded Burton. That is a good handle. Thank you for the super chat. I know it's a wormhole, but what do you two see in this team that's different than the 2010-2011 Super Bowl team? Are they better or worse? Ooh, ah. I actually think they're better. Mm. I think they they're a, better. They're no doubt better. I, well, they have to be better. I don't know. The I'm pass not, rush is better. The pass, the pass rush is better. It's the defensive line is better. The secondary is better. Eh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think it's hard. You, to me, you got you got, me, you got Tremont and you got Nick. I Collins. think overall, yeah, exactly. I think their defense was Sam probably a tick better in 2010. But I do think the offense is better this mm. year. Um, they're both great teams. That's all that matters. I, I think obviously that team in 2010 snuck up on people. This team won't be allowed to. They got to bring their A game. Guess what? The special right. teams team was better in 2010, though. I'm just gonna say that right now. <laughs> also, uh, I just want to I just want to point out something that we didn't point out yet, which is that Leroy Butler literally thinks I'm 15 years younger than you, which I love, by the way. That was hilarious. You're the old man, and I'm I'm too young to know those 90s teams. Even I'm though like, you've oh, got sweet. gray in your beard like I do. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a little darker though, so I think that's what it is. What He's exactly? Picking up on that. that. That must be what it is. All right, are you? Are you? <laughs> hey, well, I want to wait before we get going. I want to give a shout out to everybody who joined us on the Patreon Happy Hour last night. I tell you what, this is like the highlight of my week. It's so ridiculous. I don't know any of these people personally, other than Corey, but it is absolutely the best congregation of Packers fans each and every week. Can't thank you guys enough for not only joining Corey and I and talking Packers, but you know for supporting Cheesehead TV. If you guys want to support what we do with the brand, go to patreon.com slash cheesehead TV. All we ask is $5 a month. It supports everything we do. It really means a lot. I also know this day and age, times being what they are, not everyone can afford $5 a month. I totally get that. So if you do nothing else, to support Cheesehead TV, please just hit like, hit subscribe, tell your friends, and tell your family about Cheesehead TV. Corey, you got anything else for the fine folks at home before we take off? Let's beat these L.A. Rams. I can't wait. I can't wait till Aaron Donald, Jared Goff, and company are like landing in Appleton and going on that bus ride down College Avenue and going, what? Fuck, seeing the snow, seeing the we? beautiful, the beautiful snow in the uh, 20, 23 to thirty degree weather. I Can't like wait! It. I'm all in. I'm into it. That'll do it for this episode of Packer Transplants. We'd like to thank, of course, Packers legend Leroy Butler for joining us at the top of the show, and of course everyone who joins us each and every week here at Packer Transplants. We are and will always be devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. And I think. There may be a misnomer um, among uh, yourselves and the others at uh, Cheesehead TV. Is that right? Um, that is that, correct. That maybe uh, if the second and ten is called and it's a run pass and I'm going to choose to pass out of spite for the. Uh, I can not spite. You. I didn't say spite. Come on now. <laughs> okay. <laughs>